1: Here we go. It's another edition of the Black and Blue Report, a Wednesday edition of that. Uh, and we join you from Studio B today, the headquarters of the Saints the Pelicans. I'm Sean Kelly. Daniel Salerson's in the studio with me uh, here. We've a great program for you, uh, as it is a Wesley Wednesday. Uh, it's always great to have David Wesley on. We'll talk Pelicans on this uh, Wednesday with him. And we'll also touch upon football with Mike Golick Jr. Yep, former Saints. Um, he well, heck, I haven't talked to Mike since training camp when he was with the ball club son of mike golick of uh, mike and mike on espn radio well mike golick jr is now you a foray into broadcasting and we're going to talk about his new show that he's a part of on uh, saturdays on espn radio and uh, get his thoughts here about super bowl 50 uh, as we uh, kind of start to ramp up on this wednesday toward uh, what will be a very busy week next week uh, certainly looking forward to that speaking of ramping up Uh, Senior Bowl really picked up yesterday in Mobile, Alabama. Our own John DeShazer is on the ground there uh, for NewOrleansSaints.com, and if you haven't checked it out on NewOrleansSaints.com or through your Saints mobile app, uh, John and his team over there are cranking out some great content. You can catch uh, not only Mickey Loomis's but Sean Payton's media availability yesterday. John kind of does an afternoon wrap on the day where he also uh, had time to catch up with a couple of the LSU guys participating, and so uh, make sure you check that out this morning, and then uh, there'll be more content uh, later on on this Wednesday from John in Mobile at the uh, Senior Bowl. So lots going on, you know. And 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 I thought it was interesting yesterday. I thought Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton both gave us a great idea of what the Senior Bowl means to them. And and I think that when they talked about it being kind of an introduction uh, to the start of the off season and the evaluation of the different um, pools of players that. Will be involved in the draft this spring Uh, that kind of gave me a better perspective on what they're looking at and sean payton yesterday also talked about how this is one of those rare opportunities to see a lot of these guys up close in personal in a practice situation contact uh, drills the whole nine yards much different than say what you'd see at a pro day or uh, even at the combine for that matter Uh, sean also talked yesterday about the staff changes that he's made you know dan campbell's now coming on as the tight ends coach dan Rocher is going to be in charge of the offensive line there's some defensive tweaking going on as well uh, but all that stuff's at neworleansaints.com and i want you to check that out and take that uh, in its entirety there as opposed to trying to pull out a bunch of sound bites for you today so senior bowl coverage at neworleansaints.com a little bit later we'll talk flag football today as well as uh i know that sounds strange But uh, the Saints, for the first time ever, are hosting a big flag football event, the Bayou Blitz, uh, coming up later this spring right here at the facility. And Jason Troscoe will stop by with some details about that. Registration doesn't begin until February 1st, but because of the limited amount of space involved in that uh, day of flag football, uh, this gives you a chance to kind of get your ducks in a row to make sure you register quickly and uh, don't miss out on what I think is going to be a very cool event. With some different classifications. Ah, Jason will tell us all about it coming up. Uh, no Blake Griffin talk today. Let's just stay away from that. Uh, I just, frankly, I don't have it in me. I just shake my head to say the least. But we will talk NBA, and we'll do so with David Wesley on this Wesley Wednesday right after this.
0: You owe it to yourself and your home to call Terminix. I'm Vincent Palumbo. Whether you need a lifetime termite damage guarantee
2: or hassle-free pest control service, we do it all.
0: And I'm Ed Martin, Terminix entomologist. We have developed a convenient pest control system where we're scheduled in your home only twice a year. We attack bugs outside where they live. Call 834-7330 for guaranteed control of any pests or termites. Terminix does it all.
1: Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans on Saturday, January 30th at 6 when the Brooklyn Nets come to town. It's the year of the Mardi Gras uniform, where the first 3,000 kids 13 and under receive a free Pelicans drawstring bag courtesy of Rouse's and gluten-free Cheerios. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 430 with live music, inflatable games for the kids, and more. Tickets start as low as $21. Visit Pelicans.com to get your seats today.
0: Guess what day it is? Pump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report.
1: Welcome back to the program. Still to come, of course, Mike Golick Jr. here on this Wednesday, but it being a Wednesday, it wouldn't be a Wednesday without David Wesley, analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans, to join us for his uh, Wesley Wednesday segment. Hello, my friend.
3: Hello, and uh, good to be with you on this Wednesday, even though it's not very nice to us outside
1: in in New Orleans we need some we need some fun and sun right about now. I need to be playing some golf that's coming it's coming. I think that people impatient. yes, uh, I think I heard the other day we're going to have seventy degrees for Mardi Gras and then i i I think that even though Mardi Gras is early, David, I think that we should just that should be the official start to spring what do you
3: think? oh yeah okay yeah I, I don't I don't disagree with that, that that'd be I'll all right
1: yeah, I think we've got one or two more days of this kind of cold and dreary nasty and then I think after that, it should just be Chamber of Commerce weather the rest of the way, which is going to yeah. piss everybody off that's listening outside of the South. So, um, sorry, that's just the way it goes. You um, get my
3: vote for mayor. Yeah. Do it.
1: Thank you. I don't want that job. Not a chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, I've been thinking about Peyton Manning a lot uh, here lately, obviously, because it's so topical with him playing in the Super Bowl here and what they were able to accomplish in their AFC Championship game with New England. You know, one of the things that I love having you as a friend for so many reasons, but But I think most uniquely, though, is that I love having friends that have done things that I have never done or will nor will I ever have the chance to do because um, that makes for great conversation and and learning and everything else. And so the reason I'm bringing all this up before we kind of get into the Pelicans here is that I did want to ask you uh, with in thinking about Peyton Manning, uh, David, as you're a former pro athlete, um, I would I would love to ask you and I'm going to. So here we go. Um, how many? What percentage of pro athletes do you think get to retire on their own terms? Um,
3: I'm gonna say I'm going say probably two percent. Really? Um, and and I'm and I'm saying two percent because you know a lot of guys you know they keep playing, keep playing, keep playing, and and, and I mean and I'm just saying NBA, NFL. Uh, MLB and hockey, NHL. So, and because a lot of guys they can't or can't find a job here in the NBA, they'll go play overseas, and then of course they'll retire on their own terms. But most guys try to stay too long. Um, There are very few Barry Sanders of the world that you know that look at it and say, you know what, I'm just not going to get banged up for the next five more years. I have enough money. I've done enough stuff, and I'm not chasing any any record. So, uh, you know, most of the greats stay a year or two too long. And I guess you can say they retire on their own terms. Um, um, But other than that, most guys, most guys want another year, another two years or, or, you know, keep searching. I, I was fortunate enough, one, to play as long as I did, which I had no idea and pretty much say, I actually played one more year than I really wanted to. Uh, the Cleveland year was a bonus for me. I, I told Melvin, who was an assistant coach there at that time, I didn't want to play that year, and they talked me into it. I played, and I was done.
1: I remember talking to you during that year that you were in Cleveland, um, and it didn't seem like you were enjoying it very much, David.
3: Well, you know, at the time, I'm in the mix. I'm mad at everybody because I'm not playing when uh, after – I retired. I look back at the season and say, uh, of all the seasons, um, when I said I was done after my Houston year and then went into that next year, I didn't, they didn't get me. They didn't get what my career had said I was. I, I, I didn't feel like doing it anymore. So I didn't come in with the right mindset. I didn't come in in my, you know, in top shape and, and, and therefore you could tell, and that's why I worked so hard in the summers because if I didn't come in ready to play, then I really wasn't good enough to play in the league.
1: Well, I don't know about that, but it did at least get you 14 years, right? Yeah,
3: but yeah. It, that that's being ready all the time. That's being on go, ready to go, whether I'm coming off the bench or starting. That's 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 trying to prepare in the summers because summers was, was big for me you know, adding or, or, or fixing or, or trying to, to get a little bit better, that was an important time for me. And if I didn't do that during the summer, come in tip-top shape, no, I just I, – my mind, everything had to be right to play at that level.
1: So if Peyton Manning wins or he loses, how does that affect whether or not he'll decide whether he wants to play a little bit longer or whether or not he's done, if you had to guess?
3: I would, I would probably say um, he wins – you know, he rides off on the horse and 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 goes ranching somewhere. If he loses, you know, I you know, with the way his body feels and what he's gone through again this year, I think he still retires. Uh, you know, guys like him make getting back to the playoffs and getting to you know AFC NFC championships and 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 into Super Bowls they make it almost look easy, but. We all know it's it's a grind and getting hit and knocked down and getting back up and, you know, ice tubs and rehab and all that kind of stuff. I'm surprised he's been able to do it this long. And each and every year, it, it, you know, when that season's over, I'm sure probably over the last three years he's probably said, man, I'm going to go out here and do it again. Um, and I, I just, with his injuries over the last few years, I think he's done. Either right.
1: way. Yep. Okay. Okay. I um, thought I'd ask. David Wesley here with us on the uh, Black and Blue Report. Uh, let's go ahead and talk Pelicans here, David. The, the long homestand continues. Oh, home stand oh con- those yeah. guys. Yeah, the <laughs> long <laughs> homestand continues. Um, despite your loss to Houston the other night, you still have a chance to have a great home stand here. Um, it does get a little more complicated, doesn't it, here, with uh, Anthony Davis uh, having to possibly have to play out this concussion protocol. Um, I, I'm assuming we'll learn more today. Um, I'll be surprised if he plays tomorrow. That's just my personal opinion, but... This does throw a little bit of a wrinkle into it, doesn't it? It, it
3: does. Uh, and, you know, it's when, you, when your best scorer, your best rebounder, you know, your do-it-all kind of guy is, is out. Um, it, it, it really takes a toll on everything you do, the way you help, the way you, you know, run offense, uh, everything. Um, and, I, and I thought the guys did a great job in that game, picking it up and and taking charge and, and really keeping himself in that game with a hot Houston team that came out and lit it up early. Um, so, yeah, But it gets harder and harder each and every game that he misses. So hopefully if he misses uh, tomorrow night, he won't miss much more than that.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh, Sacramento tomorrow night, they've lost two in a row and now sit ninth. You're three and a half out of the eighth spot. Um, and, and I know there's a long way to go, we're not even to the all star break yet, but there there is a chance to make a move here. We've been talking about that in that in that vein, David, um, at the risk of asking you the wrong question and not getting the most out of you here today what what is on your mind primarily with regard to the Pelicans and where this team and how this team is playing right now
3: well. I think the obvious jumps out at me. Uh, obviously, they're playing better offense, better defense. Uh, everything is, is flowing. Uh, they're getting more wide-open three-point shots, which that's what they want to do. They want to get the wide-open shot. And early in the season, they were looking for that three-point shot. It wasn't open because they weren't moving the basketball. So they're moving the basketball better. Um, they're They're coming to play with effort and energy more consistently. And there is no reason why they can't try to close this gap. Now, um, you can't close the gap if other teams are winning, but uh, certainly you're right there. And if they can continue to play the way they're playing, and, you know, we talked about Anthony Davis, you know, if he misses uh, the Sacramento game, then he can be back for the Nets, uh, and then they can pick up where they've been going. But, um, you know, I don't see any reason why they can't, you know, be a game out, two games out, by the time the All-Star break is here.
1: When you say they're defending better, um, what characteristics are you seeing defensively that, say, are different than a month ago?
3: Well, um, I think the numbers will prove it, but also you see the rotations are better, the communications better. better. Um, and it's not great, and it's not great all the time, but you do see the improvement. You do see guys, uh, it certainly helps to have a guy like a Drew Holiday in the game, guarding the best player, uh, the hottest player and, and not having to help as much. Um, their, their transition defense is better. You see that, that determination to back on, on, on a lot of possessions. Um, it's just, you know, you, you see it out there that, you know, early in the season, the energy wasn't there. So they were getting beat by drives and jump shots and threes and, and dunks and offensive rebounds. I mean, they're just getting beat to everything. Whereas now, it's not that glaring where they just, you know, they just seem like they're overmatched every night. Uh, the way they're playing right now, they have the capability to beat most teams.
1: Sacramento's here tomorrow night. Isn't it funny, David? I guess from a fan's perspective, early in the season, if if you just said, "Hey, Sean, do you want to go to uh, the Thursday night game in January against the Sacramento?" I I may have said, again, from a fan's perspective, I can't go to all 41. I don't know if I'd circle that one. Well, here all of a sudden now, I would get out a Sharpie and I'd triple circle this game. I, I think this is big tomorrow night in a lot of different ways. And I'm and I'm not just talking about the obvious that you can pull them back toward you or get closer to them. They're right above you in the standings. I think I think there's more to tomorrow night's game than, than meets the eye.
3: Well, the one you just said that, you know, the obvious is, you know, they, they gain, you know, like two games by winning this game. But, you know, you talk about who Sacramento brings in cousins who is, you know, coming off a 56 point game and then, you know, going four for 21 in his next game, but a guy who's capable, uh, and that was a back-to-back and you could tell he was tired playing 48 minutes in his, in his monster game. But, um, I I think he's the guy you pay to watch, you know, whether you pay to watch him dominate or you pay to watch him lose his mind, which I think he's done (laughs) a fairly good job of controlling that and not getting, you know, into some of the stuff he did previous years. Uh, Rondo, my goodness. Um, I think the the night he, Cousins had 56, he had 20 assists. Right. Uh, First time that's happened in, in many, many years. Um, then, they, then they got Rudy Gay. I mean, there's stuff to watch on that team. And then the Pelicans, who've been playing better lately, I, you know, I, I think it is a game that you circle on the calendar for all those reasons. And, and I expect it to be a very good game.
1: I, I agree. If uh, Last question, I'll let you go here on your Wednesday. Um, if Anthony Davis does not play tomorrow night because of the head injury, um, what can the Pelicans do or what do you think they might do with regard to dealing with Cousins?
3: Well, I, I think even if Anthony Davis plays, I think you have to double him. He is turnover prone. You have to make him make decisions and make it difficult for him. Uh, the officials for some reason let him get beat up quite a bit. So, uh, you know, a lot of times you can go in there hard and heavy and, and get those turnovers and maybe get away with a few fouls because he's such a big guy and some officials, I think, uh, have a, have trouble still officiating size in the post. So, um, you know, if, if you double-team him, make other guys do do other things, uh, I think you have a much better chance of winning. And certainly without Anthony Davis, I, I think it's almost um, a guarantee. If, if nothing else, you got to crowd him. I think Oshik's going to do a solid job on him because he has that size and the weight and, and will put a body on him but I think you have to double them.
1: Yeah, okay. We'll see how it plays out tomorrow. Uh, David, thank you very much. I hope that your Wednesday goes swimmingly before I see you at Smoothie King Center tomorrow night.
3: Oh, it's going to be a beautiful day because I'm going to sit right here in my room and uh, watch TV, maybe catch up on a few series, and and, and do nothing until the kids get home.
1: You're, uh, you're not making any friends with a lot of our listeners. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not. <laughs> um david will be hard at work seriously uh, preparing for tomorrow night's broadcast <laughs> that's for sure yeah that's it exactly exactly thank you david all right david Take wesley on a wesley wednesday of course tomorrow night fox sports new orleans joe myers david wesley jennifer hale pre-game coverage at six thirty. game time is uh, seven from the smoothie king center in downtown new orleans mike golick jr former saint now radio personality with us in just a moment Ever been
4: surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people, Entergy.
0: The Harlem Globetrotters bring their 90th anniversary world tour to the Smoothie King Center for two shows Saturday, April 2nd. Witness some of the world's best athletes execute unbelievable feats of ball handling, trick shots, and comedy. It's the team's most epic tour in 90 years and a lifelong memory in the making. Score your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. And don't miss your chance to get in on the action at the Smoothie King Center, Saturday, April
1: 2nd at 2 and 7 p.m. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans on Saturday, January 30th at 6 when the Brooklyn Nets come to town. It's the year of the Mardi Gras uniform where the first 3,000 kids 13 and under receive a free Pelicans drawstring bag courtesy of Rouse's and gluten-free Cheerios. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 430 with live music, inflatable games for the kids, and more. Tickets start as low as $21. Visit Pelicans.com to get your seats today.
0: We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report.
1: Welcome back on this Wednesday. We continue now with uh, Mike Golick Jr., as promised. Uh, Michael, I haven't talked to you since you were with the Saints during training camp. I hope that you've been doing well since uh, the heat of August and the days in West Virginia for us.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's been a little uh, transition since the Green Bay here, but doing pretty well. You know, certainly can't complain. Uh, about sweating it out in the heat too much? we got pretty fortunate out there uh, all fall this year
1: no that's 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 very true and um and I guess you're making a are you making a career change in some way uh into this broadcasting world? is this something to hold you over until the next round of football, Michael?
2: Well, you know that was certainly the hope going into this fall and uh, that it would be something basically to to keep busy and this is something I always. Envision myself doing post football was a you know that sort of next career path I always hoped that I'd have a shot at certainly, but uh you know hoped I was holding serve for another chance at uh at the league here and and up until this point that opportunity hasn't come around, so I'm gonna you know stick with this as long as I can and if it uh turns into me making a career out of it I guess I can only be so lucky to go you know go from football to being able to talk about football.
1: Mike Gulley Jr. here with us on the Black and Blue Report we enjoy of course watching him play but we also now enjoy listening to him and following a little bit in his father's footsteps I'm sure you've got your own direction here and your own style Michael but um, I couldn't help but uh, I can't help but point out the fact that you were on with Mike Greenberg this morning on ESPN Radio filling in weren't you? Yes, yeah,
2: Dad had a little bit of a workout <laughs> accident yesterday, Uh-oh. and uh, kinking his uh, kinking his neck went awry on the rowing machine, and uh, you know all of a sudden he couldn't you know get to bed at all during the night. He was all locked up, and I tried to tell him to tough it out back in the day. I mean, he would have just shot this up and played, but he's got a little soft in his old age. So they uh, they called me up from the bullpen and had me go into the uh, to the big show today, which was it was fun. I mean, Greeny makes it really easy. He's uh, you know tremendously good at his job. The whole staff there. It uh, certainly makes life easy on me, and I was just able to have a good time with it.
1: Uh, when did you get to the point in your, uh, in your young life, Mike, that you could start to throw some shade at the old man a little bit? You know, that happened pretty
2: early <laughs> on because, you know, I remember he's had, a, he's had a national radio show for 17 years now, so he's been throwing small bits of shade my way since I was a kid.
1: Uh-huh. And now
2: I had, I had no way to respond or defend myself because he's got this national audience at his, disposable, at his disposal. So now I'm dishing back a little bit of what he's given me throughout the course of the last, you know, 17 or so years.
1: Mike Guller Jr. obviously on Mike and Mike this morning, but also he does a podcast with his, uh, his father, Mike, and Mike Jr. is the name of the podcast. But how much are you enjoying now this uh, Saturday afternoon program, or I should say Saturday evening program on ESPN Radio, uh, Rothenberg Miked Up. What do you think about this, uh, this new show that you've debuted this month?
2: Uh, really exciting. You know, we're doing our actual first show, all three of us together, finally, this Saturday. <laughs> uh, it's, been, it's been bits and pieces of the group thus far for the last couple of weeks, but we'll all be together, officially kick it off at Saturday, and, and really just looking forward to getting started. It's the, it's the talk show style, a lot like, you know, Mike and Mike, it's a national show, so we'll cover all sorts of topics across different sports. And, you know, for me, Dave Rothenberg was a guy I got to work with this fall, I did a you know, fantasy football show on Sunday mornings here at ESPN, and he was one of the hosts on that, along with Eric Carabell, who works here. But just got to know Dave really well, looking forward to getting to know Mike really well, and, and just having a good time with it. I mean, that was one thing we did really well this fall when I was with Dave. Is, you know, we had fun with things. We know there's a time and a place to be serious and talking about sports, but we also know how lucky we are to you know, try and make a career out of being able to do this, and are certainly going to enjoy every bit of that.
1: Five to eight on Saturday that's pm by the way um, Mike you're're a, you're, a, you're a football lifer so I'm sure talking football is a natural uh, here in in your new role as a broadcaster but do you in some way find it uh, energizing or interesting to now be able to discuss more than just football in these formats?
2: I think so it's a, it's an exciting platform to be able to you know have your opinion on things outside of football outside of the realm of what I, of what I'm used to. You know, actually heard by people and get to think critically about those things. I've been so accustomed, like you said, my whole life to, to looking at football and breaking that down from my perspective as, as a player for the longest time. And so now getting to take that perspective and look at other things through that same lens and try and, you know, form opinions and, and do all the things that you have to do in this job. It, it's been really fun. It's been an exciting challenge to you know, step outside of my comfort zone a little bit in that regard and really just try and get better and better at that as I go.
1: Our own John DeShazer is covering the Senior Bowl over in Mobile for uh, NewOrleansSaints.com this week. Mike, did you did you participate in Mobile? Was that a part of your process? Uh, no,
2: I was actually in a game uh, down the road. I forget what city exactly in Alabama, but uh, one of the smaller games, it used to be the, blue, the old blue-gray uh, uh, all-star yeah. game that was down there. I was in that lower tier of games down there but that you know that that week was part of my process and certainly have had you know a a number of my former teammates go through the senior bowl process and everything down there it's an exciting week for all those kids that are getting ready to go
1: okay how much excitement and how much nerve-wracking days are involved with this process
2: well it's very nerve wracking because you have you know you have the meat market where you're you're paraded in front of all the scouts and coaches in your underwear and you get to do all the, the height and weight and hoping you meet people's expectations measurement-wise, you know, all the training that you've done, uh, you know, towards the end of your season or since your season's ended to get ready for it. But then during the week you're so used to, all right, I have the practice week to prepare for the game, for the show. But during these weeks, the practice and the evaluation that happens there is is as important, if not more important, than what you see on the actual game day because when you get to the game so many of the rules are are limited and and keep everything very vanilla because it's a short week bringing all these guys together so you realize how tremendously important your practice reps are under all of these watchful eyes.
1: Yeah, these watchful eyes. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of NFL eyeballs on you while you're practicing. Something that you've done every day, uh, week in and week out during football seasons throughout a young life. But but Michael, I'd be curious, whether it be your own experience with the Blue-Grey or, or your former teammates with, with Senior Bowl and all that, how much how hard is it to just be the way you've always been in a football practice and then yet also maybe realizing that every move you make, every arm gesture, footstep is being looked at? I, I would find it hard to be a natural, if you know what I mean.
2: Well, and I think you see the guys that perform exceptionally well are the guys that can get over that the quickest, that remember that, all right, this is just the game that I spent the entire, you know, not only this last season, but I have spent my entire life playing Uh, You know, I I know what I'm about. I know what I'm capable of. Now, if it ratchets up your intensity, that's a great thing because you want to be going 100 miles an hour like you should be during that week and and showing the coaches everything you got. But I I always think that the guys that are going to go out and perform well in these are the guys that get over all of those outside distractions uh, the quickest. And that's true for any scenario in football, but especially this one where, like you said, it's so easy to get caught up in, oh, uh, you know, well, this last rep went bad. I got beaten this one-on-one, and, you know, the scout from the Titans was right behind me, or this coach was right here. The moment you can turn that out and just get back into that mode of, all right, you know, whatever happened on that last play, it's over. Let's move on to the next one.
1: Great point. Former Saints lineman Mike Gola, Jr., now ESPN uh, radio personality with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Mike, before I let you go here, I hope that you wouldn't mind being our, our first piece of a Super Bowl coverage uh, or at least preview, um, what what initial thoughts do you have about Carolina uh, and, of course, Denver in Super Bowl 50?
2: Well, I, I think it's exciting because in the last game, especially in the Denver game, Denver's biggest strength is their defensive line, and that was the Patriots' biggest weakness, and we saw that get exploited early and often by that group. But this week, you know, this coming week, I should say, the Carolina Panthers, it's just the opposite. This is the strength on strength for both teams. Carolina's offensive line has played exceptionally well for them all year. It's a group that's been together all season uh, and done a great job in the run game, you know, paving the way for 100-yard rushers week after week and protecting Cam Newton in the pass game going up against the Denver D-line that looked like it was having its way just about every play versus the Patriots. So I'm excited to see that matchup up front. Obviously, the former lineman in me shining through loud and <laughs> proud uh with with that breakdown there but just seeing you know if they're able to establish that and then for the Carolina Panthers you know you sustain another injury with Thomas Davis on defense you one of the best little linebackers in football this year and certainly hope for his sake that he can go and he can help contribute to his team but if not you've lost another veteran piece in that defense that already especially on the back end had really lost a lot so will they be able to hold up? Even against a somewhat limited passing attack from Peyton Manning and the Broncos.
1: Who would you have more fun protecting? A quarterback like Cam Newton or a quarterback like Peyton Manning?
2: Uh, I'd say, you know, both certainly have their uh, their bright spots and things that you love about him. You love how cerebral Peyton Manning is. You know, the fact that he's always going to have you in the right play and he's going to hold everyone in that group accountable you know you can trust him but really the same can be said for cam but for me for me as an offensive lineman i always love seeing you know quarterbacks and running backs really get their nose dirty and, and get down and get those tough yards and that's what you see so much of out of cam because of how much he's used in this run game you see him especially when they get near the goal line really smell the end zone and do whatever it takes you know he takes big hits he moves his legs and he moves the pile And seeing that as an offensive lineman, seeing the way the guys that you're blocking for are working and giving everything to get, you know, the job done on their end. That's the kind of stuff that gets you fired up as a player and especially as as an O-lineman who a lot of personal glory doesn't come to you. So to see the guys that you're working so hard for, you know, really giving everything they've got motivates you tremendously as a player.
1: Close game or blowout? You want to take a stand on that? You know what? I'm going
2: to say close game. I went into last week thinking New England was going to blow out Denver, and I think we had all got lost in the New England Patriots' offensive narrative and forgotten just how good that Denver defense was. And while I don't think they'll have the same level of success against a much better Carolina front, uh, you know, front five and front seven in that offensive unit, I-, I certainly think they're going to more than hold their own, and I definitely think they keep it close. Peyton Manning's. You know, the, for this maybe being his last ride, I think he's got one la- one last very good performance in him that's going to make this game really fun to watch.
1: I hope you're right. I hope you're very right. I would rather the game be better than the commercials, if you know what I mean. So, um, exactly. Yeah, Mike. Good luck with the show this weekend and continued success. And we hope to talk to you again down the road. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep, really Rothenberg, it. mic'd up on Saturday from five to eight on ESPN Radio, ESPNRadio.com, SiriusXM, iTunes Radio and a number of different ways as well. Um, We'll be right back here on the Black and Blue Report.
0: Trust isn't something that's easily built over video screens or with long-distance calls. That's why at Whitney Bank, we make it a priority to be here for you with more local branches offering face-to-face service. Whitney customers leave with more than a transaction receipt in hand. We listen to your goals and have what it takes to help you achieve them. Drop by today and ask about our new relationship checking packages with built-in personal identity security features. Whitney Bank, here today, here when you need us. Here to build a future with you. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today.
1: Jason Trosquare is the Director of Youth Programs for the New Orleans Saints. You've been here before, haven't you? Studio B? I have been
4: here before. Yeah. (laughs) Right, but never on the Black (laughs) and Blue Report. No, no. So welcome, welcome. Thank you for having
1: me. Glad you stopped by today. Absolutely. Um, the weather's not conducive outside right now for a big flag football tournament, but no, there is make... one coming.
4: Yes, yes. Uh, we got a big one on April 9th. This is our first uh, shot at doing an adult flag football tournament. Uh, McDonald's is a sponsor, and uh, we're actually going to have three divisions now. And the um, thing to keep in mind, when we say competitive, we mean competitive. So you've got the guys that have probably competed for national championships. These guys out there, that are really good. I've competed them against myself in college, you know, in intramurals. So that's what that's for. Then we have a co-ed league, which is your fun. Want to be competitive, you know, Uh, because there's bragging rights that obviously go along with this, especially being an inaugural event that Mm -hmm. we're having. And we actually just now have discussed, we want to include for girls that just want to play versus girls. uh, We're going to have a girls separate league as well for them to compete again. So there'll be three divisions.
1: Okay. All right. A little entree into our conversation here today about this big flag football event that I think, isn't this going on nationwide and we're kind of just like the New Orleans installment here?
4: Yeah, you've at- got not all of the NFL teams host this at their facility. Uh, probably the perfect example, and they're uh, headed to the Super Bowl or the Carolina Panthers. They've been doing this for years And they get, like, I mean, hundreds of teams. And it's turned into a two-day. My buddies up there, Riley and Peter Vasho, have said they're actually looking at doing even a three-day tournament. It's grown. The popularity has grown so much. We want to do the same thing here. I've been wanting to do this for a while, being someone that's, uh, you know, as a young man, like I said, competed up until junior high school in football, then when we're going to college intramurals. It's fun. It's, uh, you know, we're not here to – you know, make the next NFL stars. I doubt anybody's going to be signing to the Saints roster. But, again, we realize how competitive. And for us, this will be certainly bragging rights to be the winners of the inaugural.
1: Yep. We're talking about the inaugural Bayou Blitz flag football tournament uh, that is being hosted by the New Orleans Saints. Uh, where are they going to play? I know we've got two outdoor fields, an indoor field, and then an auxiliary turf field. Exactly. Um, where are they going to be allowed to play and participate for this flag football tournament? What
4: we're doing, we're looking at having the girls with the the, the lighter feet, and we hope uh, have a little bit more fun, and, and uh, they're going to put up at the front two fields, the grass fields, Yep. and then for the competitive leagues and the co-ed league, those will be conducted in the indoor and the auxiliary field in the back, it used to be the old voodoo field, so uh, and we do our best, just like we host our high school 7-on-7, seven seven, right. to not have everybody playing outside. So when we do our round-robin play and then get into the playoffs, we want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to play inside.
1: All know? right, one more question about the tournament itself. But First of all, good response so far? Or
4: Well, we're starting the – we're getting a lot of questions, but okay. people are ready to register. That's the big thing I'm glad you asked. You know, it is a first-come, first-served basis. We are starting off small, so we have limited space. And uh, February 1st is when you can go to the NewOrleansSaints.com, go under Fan Zone, and you'll mm-hmm. see Flag Football Tournament. Uh, click on that, and you can download the registration. Go ahead and register there. It's $250 a team, uh, minimum of eight players, uh, no more than 10. And uh, that's, again, going to go live February 1st. So knowing how competitive people are here and how big Flag is, uh, I suspect we'll, that'll go quick.
1: Not knowing Flag like I probably should, is there a certain – affiliation here or a set of rules that those who play flag would be familiar with or that they have to be affiliated with to participate in the Bayou Blitz?
4: That's another great question. You definitely want to go to our website because there are so many different rules. Intramurals have a different set of rules as far as the field size, uh, where they're down. So our rules are more in line with what some of the other NFL teams do. Some is taken from NFL flag. Some is taken from the collegiate level of intramural sports. I mm-hmm. uh, forget their acronym for that. But they, uh, <clears throat> all of them are made. We made it to where it's competitive, fun, overtime. Everybody's different. The Panthers have well, – you get one play and as many yards as you can get. That's who the winner is. We decided let's, let's let them play it out. We want to give a little bit more uh, for their opportunity to play here. So, again, the best thing is to go onto our website and definitely look at those rules. But the five-second – Rule's the same, you know, to get rid of the football. Um, uh, two 15-minute tw- halves with a five-minute halftime. Again, everybody's different. So right. definitely want to check that out.
1: By the way, just curious, in our own work- inner workings here, how hard was this to get somebody to say yes and this is a great idea?
4: <laughs> like I said, I've been here 20 years, and this is something I've wanted to do <laughs> since day one. So it finally so is happening. Yeah, so you're it's excited. Right. Is what I I'm am saying. excited, All right. yes. All excited. right, so
1: registration begins February 1st at NewOrleansaints.com. The, the event is when?
4: April, night, April, Saturday, night. April okay.
1: 9th, Saturday, April 9th. The weather ought to be perfect.
4: Yes, that's uh, one of the reasons we did it. And the thing to also keep in mind is the, the money that is raised is going to charity right. through the Saints and uh, uh, McDonald's.
1: And it's prior to the NFL draft, so you never know. Maybe you maybe you I'm find kidding. somebody, you never know. <laughs> no, hey, it's, don't about, it's about having fun, but also it seems like there's a real competitive nature, at least to the to the to the one class of yes competition and, and i
4: want to be, make sure people understand that and we're, we're pretty clear on the uh, and you can go now to neworleanssaints.com and and take a look at this uh, this tournament the the rules frequently asked questions can't register yet but it'll give you a little bit more insight than what we have time to do here but yes we're very clear that this is a competitive that that division is competitive so those are the folks you see out at uh, UNO or Southern Miss or LSU that, that oftentimes will go and represent on a national level.
1: This could become a big deal.
4: Yes, we want it to become a big deal. We want uh, it to grow. Yeah,
1: I think I think it's great, and I think people play it you know a couple times a year. We're seeing it now being played indoor. I've seen the flag now at a couple of the indoor soccer facilities. Right. But to be able to say, hey, we can go once a year over to the Saints facility and and, you know, with the backdrop of the New Orleans Saints right. logo and everything else. Here it is. Right. So.
4: And then you're going to get recognized from a National Football League level, the New Orleans Saints. Again, it's it's bragging. Right? Yes. We're going to make some really nice plaques, and we hope to grow this down the line uh, one day. We'd love to be able to do like a Super Bowl ring, if you will, or a ring for the flag champions. Yeah. That's where I, I envision this and would like to see this go. Very
1: good. Very good. NewOrleansSaints.com for all the information. The Bayou Blitz flag football tournament, the inaugural that's right. I'm glad you said inaugural. Us yes. journalists get a little tart when people say first annual. It doesn't exist. It's not an annual until you've actually done it. Correct. Right. Correct. So the, this is J-School stuff I'm throwing in here. It's all right. Good it's work. Right. Inaugural Bayou Blitz flag football tournament. Yep. Good stuff. Thank all you. All the best. And please, will you update us uh, as registration gets underway as to how, Absolutely. how full you are? and you know
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. We can do that and let you know, hey, we'll, we're certainly going to uh, put something on the website as soon as it's filled, or if we only have a limited space, we'll, we'll certainly keep people All right. in the know.
1: All right. Very good. Perfect. That's going to do it for us here basically on this Wednesday for the Black and Blue Report. Good way to finish. Fun way to finish with Jason Crossclair, Director of Youth Programs and Flag Football now uh, for the <laughs> New Orleans Saints. You can put that on the business card That's now. That's right, right. That's right. <laughs> commissioner of the Bayou Blitz. That's it. I am the
4: I commissioner. Like I like there that you go. even better. I like it.
1: Thanks again to David Wesley here on a Wesley Wednesday. Mike Golick, Jr., good show today on this Wednesday. Don't forget, tomorrow we're with you from the Smoothie King Center Studios as the Pelicans will get set to take on the Sacramento Kings. Uh, More information about that ballgame at pelicans.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next time here on the Black and Blue Report.